are plenty of great analogies for healthy aging. But today we're going to use the analogy of healthy aging as a Swiss watch. The Swiss have the reputation of creating the finest precision timepieces on the planet. And we're going to envision the elements of healthy aging as gears within the watch. Each one precision made and meshing perfectly with the others so that they move in perfect harmony. And obviously, if one of the gears is malfunctioning, it will affect the overall performance of the watch. Hello and welcome to the Over 50 Health and Wellness Show. I'm your host, Kevin English. I'm the founder of The Silver Edge and our mission is to help you get into the best shape of your life, no matter your age, so you can show up in the second half of your life as the healthiest, strongest, most vital version of yourself. We have a great show for you today. Ellen Kotcher and Dominic Bendau are here and they're going to help us wake up, shake up and thrive. But before we get to today's episode, I want to let you know that this podcast is brought to you by MAPS Fitness Products. If you're hitting the gym but not following a professional, well-thought-out program, maybe you're just following something you saw online, then these programs are definitely for you. There is a MAPS program for everyone, no matter what your goal is, from the complete newbie to the advanced athlete. Now, all month long in November, you can get two MAPS programs 50% off. The first one is MAPS OCR, and it's perfect for those of you out there that want to do an obstacle course race or if you want to improve your performance in these fun races. The second one is MAPS Cardio, and this is a great program for those of you that want to prioritize cardio, but do it in a way that preserves your hard-won muscle. If you're interested in learning more, head over to silveredgepartners.com and click on the MAPS Fitness product icon and make sure you use the coupon code NOVEMBER50 at checkout for your 50% discount. Again, that's silveredgepartners.com and use coupon code NOVEMBER50. No spaces all run together for your 50% discount. Okay, enough of that. Let's get on with today's show. My guests today are Ellen Kotcher and Dominique Bendau. These two ladies are internationally recognized coaches, founders of Wake Up, Shake Up and Thrive. They're best-selling authors and former corporate ladder climbers. Ellen and Dominique are on a mission to help individuals over 50 actively create the best third chapters by looking beyond the standard diet and exercise advice. They teach those 50 plus folks to get clear on their big dreams, to craft bold visions for their lives, and help them translate it all into a practical roadmap for wellness and success. Without further ado, let's meet Ellen and Dominique. Yeah, I'm so excited to dig in and talk to you guys about what it means to wake up and shake up and thrive. But let's start with your background first. And Ellen, we'll start with you. Sure. Talk to us a little bit about how did you go from climbing a corporate ladder to having this passion for health and fitness for right. folks over Thank you so much for asking, Kevin. So I grew up in the United States in the state of Connecticut, and I studied finance and economics. And during my studies, I spent a semester abroad in Rome, and I fell in love with Europe. I fell in love with food and Italy, the whole thing. So post-grad, I came back and I met a Swiss-German guy in Switzerland that lived happily ever after. 
So I have lived in Geneva, Switzerland now for 38 years, so a good most, most of my life. I spent 10 years as a management consultant. And before becoming a partner in that well-known world firm, I made some lifestyle changes because we founded our family, et cetera. We're settling with children and I lost weight. And then Weight Watchers actually offered me a job to bring work wellness into the workplace, Weight Watchers into the workplace in Switzerland. So I actually took responsibility for that. And that was where I pioneered workplace wellness. And after nine years, and I'm sure you're going to really understand this, Kevin, I recognized that nutrition was, of course, vital, really important. Weight management was vital, but that was only one piece of the picture. So that's when I broke out of Weight Watchers after nine years, wonderful program, bringing workplace, bring it into the workplaces. But at that point, I decided I needed to learn more. And that's when I began my journey as a health and wellness coach, which I've been doing now for nearly nine years with my own business. And with Dominique, we created our second business about three years ago. Mm-hmm. And she can tell you that story or we can tell you how we met afterward and in our conversation. Fantastic. Thank you for that. Yeah, Dominique, it's the same question to you. I'd love to hear how you went from, again, that corporate life mm-hmm. into doing what you're doing today. Well, I've been very fortunate to have very diverse jobs. I'm Swiss. I was born in Switzerland, but I lived and worked in New York City. I lived and worked in Africa and Eastern Europe. So I had to, I had the opportunity to do something that I've always been passionate about, which is travel while working. I've spent 30 plus years in corporates, working a lot, having a lot of fun, a lot of experience going through mergers and acquisitions, dozens of them. Uh, a lot of changes, multicultural teams. But when I turned 51 and a half and my sixth CEO in the company shared with me the fact that he was planning to retire, I thought that's maybe a good time for me to go as well. And at the time, I was global head of HR for a 95,000 employees company across 150 countries. And I thought, can do with 10 countries and not 150 or 12 countries. But the more I investigated jobs, opportunities, I found out that I needed more change than just changing jobs. And that's when I decided to create my own company, which is called Point North International. And what we do is we help executive, we help people, professionals and companies and teams to align what they do with their values, with their purpose their experience, their talents, so that it works better for their clients, for themselves, and for everybody in their ecosystem. So that's what we do at Point North, very much combining mindsets with career. And that's where my corporate experience does help me. And to be my own boss is something I like now. A few years later, I have a great team, also international, small team, but we have a lot of fun working together. And fun is a big chunk of the way I consider work. So very fortunate about that. And Ellen and I, we met a few years ago at a business lunch that we, all of us, tend to go sometimes before COVID. And the title of the speech that I was giving was how to find a job or whether it was possible for somebody 45 plus at the time to find a job in the context. And that's when I met and we sat next to each other with Ellen and we said, you know what? Listening to what you say, there is something that we could do together which would make a, more sense. 
And that thing, if I may say, is that a lot of people who are coming to me to change their career or revamp their career, it was not only about working and about job, but it was the way they looked, the way they felt, their level of activity, the quality of their sleep, which had a big impact on their confidence and their ability to find a job. And you, Ellen, you had people coming to you to get healthier, lose weight, better sleep. But in fact, what was not working was their job and their working environment. So that's when we created Wake Up, Shake Up, Thrive as our second business for each of us. Well, a number of things jump out to me as you guys are both telling your story. And one, one of the, there's that common theme, right? And we all three have this in common that later in life, we made these big career changes, have had a long corporate career and just recently transitioned into, I tell people all the time, well, I finally figured out what I want to be when I grow up. <laughs> it just took me Why 55 years to Why figure that out. <laughs> yeah. Or that too. We're probably going to talk about that, I think. But yeah, I think that's fantastic. So you guys have teamed up together. You've got this business now, Wake Up, Shake Up, Thrive. That's the name of your book as well, which is a fantastic reference for what we're getting ready to talk about. Now, before we go in, you guys have these five dimensions, five gears. I really want to pick that apart. But before we get there, let's just set the table a little bit. And somewhere in your book, I read something that was a really cool distinction. You say there is a difference between getting old and growing old. Let's talk about this modern aging paradigm. And Dominique, we'll start with you if you want to, you want to take this one. I think we are both a great example of that. One, it's possible to change whatever the age. It's possible to start to fall in love, to start a business, to change gears and change orientation, whatever the age is. And what we found out talking to people around us from any generation is the notion of both bias and about the fact that when you get older, that some things change and it's usually not nice changes is the perception. Is that you get older and you your body fall apart, your career is a disaster and you just wait that it finishes. And we're very strong and, and serious about the fact that, no, it doesn't have to be like that. And yes, there are things that change, but there are also a number of things that e each of us can control and manage with good preparation, with whether it's an, on any of the dimensions that we're going to talk about. There are a number of things that we can all take the lead on so that we don't, we get older, but we don't grow old in terms of being the grumpy, sad, is I'm too old for this, too old for that, and change that paradigm of mindsets and bias and approach that there are a number of things that we can do in any of the dimensions that with good knowledge, awareness, and action, we get different results. And we didn't invent that. Einstein was the first, I don't know <laughs> if he was the first one, but he's a good example of saying, it's, if you want to have different results, you need to change the way you behave. And to change the way you behave, you need to be aware of certain things. And without that awareness, there's nothing that can be changed, but we want to go beyond that awareness. We are, and the book is an example, we want to make things happen because by taking actions, that's when we get different results. 
And Alan, please Yeah, add. if nothing changes. Yeah, yeah, 100%. I'm with you. I love that you both are railing against that common narrative of aging, right? That it's all downhill mm-hmm. after here. And certainly I started hearing that in my 40s. Mm-hmm. And of course, I was very unhealthy in my 40s. And it, there mm-hmm. was just this fatalistic attitude of my peer group at the time of just, well, that's what happens. You, mm-hmm. you start getting aches and pains, you get beer bellies, you're healthy. You, you, yeah, physicals mm-hmm. aren't fun anymore because they're doctors say scary things. Mm-hmm. And that time I'd internalized that. And there was in some way mm-hmm. sort of just believed it because it's all I heard. And there's just not enough voices out there talking about this, mm-hmm. what you guys are calling this new paradigm mm-hmm. of aging. And I, I think somewhere in there, I read the old paradigm, the old paradigm of life is a study, work, retire, expire, expire right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And look, aging is undefeated up until now. And we all are going to meet the same way I think what you guys are saying is we have so much in our control mm-hmm. that we can control how we age. And that's what's what, going to. Yeah. And what yeah. research has shown is the way we think about aging actually mm. changes the way we age. So we really want to change that yeah. mindset. So we like to raise awareness about that so we can recognize that. And we have tips that people can already test themselves and see where they're at with that mindset. Yeah, no, I love that. I, I, all behaviors got to have to change with mindset. Mindset first, right, yeah. is the primate, primary mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Ellen, I want to talk to you about being cool. Yeah. First of all, <laughs> in your book, you guys talk about being cool, what mm-hmm. that means for the over 50 crowd. And I thought it'd be fun for us to just take a few minutes and talk about what do you mean by being cool? Can yeah. somebody over 50 yeah. really be cool? Yeah, absolutely. Somebody over 50 can really be cool. I'm going to share a story here because I heard this... At- it was like an Instagram story or something like that. This really young person that said she wanted to go to some great festival, some great concert or something, and she couldn't find any friends to go with her. So she ended up going with this group of 50, 50 year olds. And she remember this story. And she came back. She said, oh, man, they are so much fun. They don't give a who about right? anything because. But at by 50, like you don't care if what people think about the way you look, the way you act, what you say. You have nothing to risk anymore. You've got a certain confidence. And by the way, this links into a number of articles that we've written and a few podcasts we've done on entrepreneurship. Entrepreneurs over 50 are five times more successful than younger entrepreneurs. So there's a reason for that. It's because they're confident, because they're cool, because they know a lot, because they might even have some financial stability and they know tons of people. All of those are the the making of incredible entrepreneurship. Back to the cool thing. One of the things that helps the most with aging beyond mindset and beyond all the stuff you know so well, like physical exercise and nutrition and all that good stuff, is play. Is play, is having fun, is laughing, is screaming beyond relationships. In fact, you recently did a podcast on the importance of relationships. And as in the blue zones, where people live the longest in the world, it's where they have the best relationships and where they play the most. And how cool is that? That's pretty cool. No, I agree with you. That is cool. And I hadn't really thought of it in terms of by the time you roll into your 50s or 60s, you're, I didn't realize that, but yeah, that I think you probably are the ideal candidate to be an entrepreneur. But you're cool because you've got all, hey, you've got all these life experiences and you probably aren't so hung up on what younger people are hung up on. What do other people think about exactly. me? Or we've gotten over, most of us have gotten over most of that. Been there, done that, that right? So yeah. Been there, done that a bunch of times probably, right? Yep. yep. 
Okay. Fantastic. I think that's a perfect place for us to shift gears here a little bit. And yes, that pun was intended. Very we're going to talk about five gears here. You start out by talking about these five dimensions of well-being, which is, I think, the framework that you set your gears in. Perhaps you guys can tell us. But let's start with what you call your base camp. And Dominique, why don't you talk to us a little bit about what a base camp is? What Mm -hmm. do you guys mean by base camp? Sure. Base camp is where everything starts. When you go on a journey, you have to have milestones on that journey. And as much as you, you identify those milestones, there is a purpose for each of them. Base camp is really where everything starts, where you make sure that you've got what it takes to start your journey. And for us, the base camp is about the physical dimension. When we say physical, we talk about activity. I didn't say gym or exercise, but activity. And that can be dancing, that can be gardening, but that can be walking, but moving your body. It's about sleep. And sleep today is one of the major issues worldwide that people don't get enough sleep and quality sleep neither, which has a number of implications. And of course, it's about nutrition and what your body intakes in terms of nutritives and food and so on. And water, because I'm a good, I'm a good guinea pig. Ellen is the specialist in the physical dimension, but I've served as a good guinea pig because I'm, I've, I used to do a lot of things wrong for a number of reasons in terms of sleep, in terms of food, but also in terms of water, because that's something that we tend to forget. As we go through the day, yet water is essential for our body, for our brain to function properly. And that has a major impact. So base camp is to make sure that these essential components are there because if you don't get the right physical condition, there's no way you're going to be able to go up the mountain and go through all the other dimensions if your physical dimension is not properly tuned up. I wouldn't say perfect, but that at least you have the, co- the basic components to make it work in, in, in a certain condition. Okay. Obviously, anybody who's listened to this podcast for a while knows I'm on board with all yeah, of that. Totally. 100%. Love oh, yes. that. And I love the idea of calling that your base camp, right? Mm-hmm. This is, we're going to return here. This is going to be our foundation. Mm-hmm. We're going to make forays from here, mm-hmm. but we're this is our base. Absolutely love that. You talked mm-hmm. about the activity, the sleep, the nutri- nutrition, mm-hmm. as well as hydration. Mm-hmm. So all critical things for us just to go out and enjoy this third yeah. chapter of mm-hmm. our life. Right? Pretty, go ahead, I'm Ellen. just going to add one thing that I think is really important because, as you said, your listeners, we all know this. It's the basics, but readjusting it to 50 plus. Because a lot of us, mm. we're on a track of something that we learned maybe many years ago. And as Dominique pointed out, Einstein you keep doing the same thing and things just aren't happening. Your body's not the same 50 plus. There are different exercises. There are different modus operandi. There's a different way to nourish yourself. So it's really important to adjust and rewind, recalibrate using the watch words mm-hmm. for age specific. That's the only thing I wanted to add to that. Yeah, that's fantastic because you're right. A lot of us 50 plus roll into our 50s with decades of perhaps the same behaviors, thoughts, et cetera, that may not be serving us. And so learning and relearning, rewiring, if we're going to get to some of that, I suspect, Mm -hmm. to pick Mm -hmm. that apart a little Mm -hmm. bit. But yeah, well said. So Ellen, let's talk about that 
next dimension, and that is your emotional essentials, I believe. Yes, the emotional essentials. And again, I'm just going to paint the picture here because we're creating a watch. We're creating a Swiss watch. Each one of these dimensions is a gear to the watch. And we're not only going to tune and refine each one of these gears, but every once in a while, we just want to wind up the whole watch. So that's the sort of Swiss watch connection here for some of the listeners that haven't had the opportunity to read our book yet. So coming to the emotional dimension, it's what we started speaking about earlier. It's the mindset. Is what is our thinking going into aging? And the other thing I'd like to share here that something we plunge into is, of course, emotions are positive, they're negative, and how are we going into this next phase of life? We do a lot of workplace seminars, pre-retirement seminars. And when people enter, we say, how do you feel? How do you feel? And that's a really important distinction because, Kevin, people tend to say, I am stressed. I am worried. I am anxious. And am is not the word we want to hear. Am is something you can't manage. It's I notice I am feeling anxious. I notice I'm feeling stressed. I notice I'm excited about what's coming next. By taking that perspective of I noticed or I observe, we can actually get in the driver's seat and then say, what do I want to do with that emotion? And what we discovered in our research is that with age, we actually better manage our emotions for the exact reason you pointed out earlier, then they're done that. Lots and lots of times. We've probably lived through the gamut of emotions by the time we're 50. It's not a first time. We're not novice. So taking that seat, analyzing our mindset, and doing something with it is what this next step is about. We're putting on that backpack and moving forward to that third chapter of life. Going back to your watch, because we probably should have spelled that a little better for our listeners before we start. So thank you for sharing that. But we are building a precision timepiece here, right? And to your point, we can mess with each one of these gears individually. And every once in a while, we might need to rewind the whole thing. And certainly our emotional capacity is going to have a big part of there dealing with our our fears, our anxieties, or our excitement about big chapters in our life, right? We're talking about retirement or probably empty nesters. There's grandkids coming into our lives. Some of us are starting second careers, mm-hmm. right? And when you talked about internalizing emotions, I think that's a great point. When somebody says, I am anxious or I am fearful, a better way to say that is I feel Mm -hmm. that emotion as opposed to I am that because Mm -hmm. it's something that we have control over at Mm -hmm. that point. So I think we're probably going to talk a little bit more about that as well. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we have our base camp. We've got our emotional essentials. Next up is gearing up ourselves. And I think we're going to talk about mental and intellectual well-being here. Is yep. that right, Dominique? That's that's right. So in, what we mean by intellectual is our ability to unlearn what we've learned so far and learn mm. new stuff. But it's also about creating relationships, networking, meeting new people. Here, the word that is a very important is new, creating those new neural pathways where you install new habits, new knowledge, new ways of doing things, but also new connections. So it's, it's that was one of the big learning from lockdown from COVID is that if you take away that relationship, connection, learning, putting yourself out to this world and say, I'm going to learn new stuff and make myself uncomfortable, 
so I can learn new things. That's at any age, but even more important at the age of 50, because we have accumulated decades of experience. But it doesn't mean that we have to become obsolete in terms of skills and in terms of value and what we can bring to others. That's when also we notice mentoring program or reverse mentoring program is that interconnection to stimulate our brain. The brain, as any part of our body, is not the cells are not dying forever. Yes, they are dying, but new cells come over and over again. And that happens until day when we die. It's not that there are no cells, new cells produced as we age, but that's one of the common bias is that when we age, our memory goes away and we have difficulties to learn. It's a question of training and practicing. When we are at school, when we're teenagers, we do that all day long. We go to school and we learn and learn and learn. So our brain is stimulated all the time. And when we get older, that stimulation is not as frequent than when we're young, but it doesn't mean that it has to go away. So what we share when we have our workshop with people that we work is that ability to train our brain and to stimulate it to a number of things that is, is possible. And that can happen anywhere at no cost. Most of the time, there's many things that we can do for, that are free, which is pretty cool as well. And that is very useful for the intellectual gear. And what I wanted to add on the gear, um, Kevin, is that when it's not only about precision and maintenance, but the interrelationship between each dimension, when you have good nutrition habits, it has an impact on your brain. When you stimulate your brain, it requires some emotional abilities. And when your emotions are up, it's easier to learn because you feel good. So the interrelationship between each of those dimensions is very important as it is important in the gears of a watch. Yeah, that's very well put. And mm -hmm. that certainly makes sense. And when we finish up with our five dimensions and talk about our five gears, we're going to talk about putting these together into a holistic Beautiful yes. precision timepiece, I'm sure. But yeah, I want to go back to what you originally started out when you were talking about gearing yourself up in this intellectual realm. Basically, what you're saying is old dogs can learn yes. new tricks. You're saying it, you're talking about that concept of neuroplasticity, right? What totally, wires together, totally. wires totally. together. Yep. And I think for those of us in this age bracket, that works for us and against us, right? Because we have, like you said, decades peraps mm -hmm. of this wiring, firing mm -hmm. together that may not be serving us particularly exactly. well, mm -hmm. but we can retrain that. We can relearn yeah. that. And certainly as we age, it would behoove us to always be continuing in this intellectual pursuit and mm -hmm. learning new things, stimulating mm -hmm. our mind and growing just like we want mm -hmm. to our muscles and our relationships and other parts of, totally, our, yeah. of our life, right? In fact, right. Kevin, yeah. that's where the name comes from. The wake up is about waking up our conscientious, our consciousness to the aging demographic. It's we've just got to know that we're going to live much longer. Aging is longer. When you retire, you've often got 30 years in front of you. That's the wake up. The shake up is exactly this. Shake it up. Do something different. Recognize that you've got to shake some of these things up in order to thrive. Absolutely love that. 100% love it. All right, Ellen, I think then that is a good segue into our next dimension. It's our non-material belongings. Mm -hmm. This is going to be the spiritual side. One of my favorite topics. Why don't you tell us cool. why that's important here as one of our 
I will, absolutely. And again, none of them take more importance, but we do them in the order that we usually deliver them in individual coaching and in workplace wellness programs. When we say spirituality in the workplace, we get a lot of scary eyes. When I go to the C-suite and we talk about spirituality, think of purpose. This is about aligning with your purpose. Again, with age, with transition, with time, our values change. So we encourage people to shake it up, to dig deep, to see what is important to them today. And it's normal. What is important to us at 20 is not necessarily important to us or as important to us at 50. There will be some moral basis that stay the same. But by shifting this, and we see this a lot right now, Dominique and I are both working to help companies retain their 50 plus because of the demographic aging. We're helping people against the great resignation, against the quiet quitting that's happening in the workplace. We're having people realign with their values, what's important to them, and realign not only with their life, with their job, with what they do, and with who they're working for if they choose to work. So this is a really important phase in our in all of our work. And there are many ways of doing this. You can do it through coaching, through discussions. But again, I think we can start linking this even back to the physical dimension. Maybe we want to do it through mindfulness, maybe through yoga, maybe through meditation, maybe through breathing, maybe through just stopping to smell the roses long enough to figure out what makes us tick at this point in our lives. So that's what the in, the spiritual dimension is all about. Yeah, I love that idea of aligning self with purpose. I love the idea of realigning our values and when we change our values, I think it's fair to say that we very often change our behaviors as well, right? So that mindset, spirit, and absolutely think that when we are in a line with our purpose, when we identify that, understand it, and step into that with passion, I think we can truly say that we are living that our our, our purpose, our higher mm-hmm. selves. And I think that's what we're getting to. Because like you, when I and I say the word spirituality, I get that. One of a couple looks. One is, yeah, bring it. And the other is, oh, not sure what's getting ready to happen here. Yeah, it's almost a tap subject. But yeah, love that. And we've got one more dimension here before we start talking about building a cohesive watch. And that is our material essentials or our finances. Dominique, do you want to talk to us a little bit about why you folks have included this as one of your gears? Well, one of the reasons is, well, without finances, there would be clearly something missing. And research also showed that as we age, as much as we our needs change because we have the, not the same needs than when we're 30 or 40 or 20, but there's a growing concern in terms of how are we going to make it? How do we plan for the future? Because that's also an age where we think, oh, now that I'm approaching 50, 60, 70 and so on, now I can do what I wish, but I need to afford what I wish to do. So there's a lot of reflection on that as well. Will I have the money to to enjoy the whether it's cruising around, whether it's staying home or having a nice home, but it's do what I like. So that's one of the reasons why we wanted to include it. And it's also because in the pre-retirement or retirement courses, we saw that there's a big focus on the finances and not so much on the other dimensions. But actually, it's all related. If you've got a, a wealthy life, but a, a poor health, this is not going to work. If you have great health, 
but no money is not going to work neither. If your emotions are up, but you like money, it's not going to work neither. So finances for us was an obvious thing to to talk about. But what we also notice is that when we talk about finances, it's about knowledge, about education. It's about being able to talk about finance elements. And well, we notice that it's not an obvious thing for a lot of people, especially women that may not have been involved in the managing of their the home the household finances or couple that just forgot to talk about money because it rolled during decades and all of a sudden then you find yourself talking about something essential but you haven't been trained or used or educated to talk about stuff that is not obvious or not easy and very sensitive in families even in great families who have great relationship when you talk about money it's a very sensitive issue and to finish off on the financial dimension there's also a lot of, uh, it's not so much about the money that you have on your savings accounts, but it's your mindset about money. What is What does money represent? Is it devil or is it great? Is it scary? Do you lose money when you have a lot of money? It shows that people who won the lottery don't keep for very, very long the money that they have. So it's also about the mindset and what you do with it and how you approach it. And what are the fears or the anxiety that is that are popping up because of, of this money mindset that we talk a lot and help people a lot during our workshop because it's mm-hmm. an essential point. It is an essential point, and I would agree that one hundred percent of the people listening to this have concerns about money. We, we all it's have the number money one worry of people over yeah. fifty. It is the number one yeah. worry statistically. And I think you notice there the link with the values. Do I value money? What is the value? Mm-hmm. So you start to actually bring this together. The number one worry. Number one worry. That and yeah, that's not so surprising. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I think a lot of people miss is no matter how good you are with finances or how much money you have, the one thing you can't buy with that, or there's several things you can't buy with that. You can't buy happiness. You can't buy joy. You mm-hmm. can't buy spiritual fulfillment or purpose, and you can't buy health. Mm-hmm. So a lot of things we're talking about, but I'd love that you have included this mm-hmm. as part of, and if you're talking to a 20-year-old, it, you might not have that, that same discussion. No, Finance no. is going to be important. Mm-hmm. They should probably be learning about it. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. really, as we're 50s, 60s, 70s, being educated mm-hmm. about financials and having your financial it's, certainty it's, more and more important. It's quite fascinating, Kevin, because a lot of our classes will bring couples in and we'll bring in a financial expert to spend a couple hours crunching numbers, 401k with them. That we're not doing. But then we have this conversation and it is fascinating to see in a room with couples, what they decide to actually open up the conversation about is a huge relief for them to actually see where what are they thinking about that. Not the number crunching, but the mindset. Mm-hmm. What do we want to do yeah. next? Do we want to downsize? Do we want to travel? Do, like, what's the dream? What's our vision? Yeah, and I can see how a lot of people have spent their lives doing one thing and mm-hmm. identifying as doing one thing. I was a 
corporate executive. I was a dad or a mom. I was this. And you're maybe you're still those things. You're never not a dad, hopefully, mm-hmm. but you identify these things. And then when we roll into our 50s and 60s, just we Shift. have all these life changes, yeah. right? We're shifting. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. The kids are leaving all of a sudden. Okay. That, that's my life is a little different. Now mm-hmm. there's grandkids come for a lot of us. We're reimagining second careers. Thank we're goodness. About, yeah. yeah, exactly. I'm with How you on cool that. Is that? How talking about that? retirement, and to your point, I think a lot of people roll into their 50s without a real retirement plan. They just don't know what it is that they want. And I love the idea of sitting down as couples and saying, what do we value? What's mm-hmm. important to us? And mm-hmm. what's a roadmap to get mm-hmm. there look like? And so if those folks come to you, we could say, hey, we're going to use this analogy of this precision timepiece, this switch watch with these five gears of mm-hmm. physical, emotional, intellectual, spiritual, and financial. So maybe Ellen, you could talk a little bit about how we go f- from this concept, right? This idea of these, this being a watch with these five precision gears. How do we go from turning this framework into actionable steps into Mm -hmm. our lives. Yeah. Thank you for asking that question. Very important to us because we're coaches. I'm a health and wellness coach and I don't like to work like a helicopter where I come in and I make a big mess and then I fly away. We (laughs) want sustainable change. We want to go from knowing to doing. And a lot of the information we share, people have some knowledge of. They rarely have the full knowledge of what goes on as a 50. Because when you ask about nutrition, Do you know about nutrition? Everybody says, yeah, know it all. Do you know what happens with nutrition as of 50? And there they stumble a little bit. So it's very interesting to reposition everything and focus on the 50 plus. But for actually going from knowing to doing, we have created what we call the Thrive Guide. And the Thrive Guide is many steps that we've actually put together with years and years of experience. And we work through these different things. When we're running it in coaching sessions, we invite our coaches to try different strategies. And they start by assessing themselves. And then little by little, they create very small baby steps to move toward, and this is really important to us, Kevin, not toward a goal, toward an intention. Where do they want to be next? Again, you take a simple example you and I see every day, Kevin, which is somebody that wants to refine their teenage body. That's not the intention is to thrive. The intention is to live your best life, to feel your best. What's going to make you feel your best? Identify that and let's go that way in that direction. One dimension at a time, one step at a time, one minute at a time. Yeah. So I certainly, I'm on board with all that. I love the idea that you talk about making small steps because we are, by the time this podcast comes out, we'll be, all of us will be facing New Year's resolutions here in another month or two. And that's a time when most of us say, okay, I'm going to make these major changes in my life and shake things up. And we're all shaking our heads here for the folks that aren't on YouTube. We're all saying, that's not going to work out very well because it does. And I think 8% of people see their New Year's resolutions through. So most of them are failing. And a big part of that is because they're just biting off way too much. They're making these mm-hmm. drastic life changes and expecting that to stick. And that rarely works very well. And, and it's, so not, cool. and it's, so, it's not, so not cool. It's so not cool. That's right. Yeah. It's uncool. But I love that you talk about, because you and I are both coaches in the sense that we do, I do nutrition coach. I do actually, you know, per, uh, personal training coaching and lifestyle coaching. And we often talk about goals, and I, I do want to go there next, but you're talking about let's move towards intentions. The vast majority of my folks are coming in, they're 
what they want is weight loss, right? I just want weight loss. They're not even sophisticated enough to say, I want fat loss, or I want to move better. I want to feel better. They're just saying, I want, like you said, I want my teenage body. I want to, <laughs> I want to rock my <laughs> bikini, et cetera. But when we talk about moving towards intention, that is a much more liberating way for people to view and it's the values. where we're going. I want to run with my grandkids. Driven. I want to run with my grandkids or whatever that might be. But there's something that is competent. There's something that is really cool is that you were talking about getting my 25 years body back. I would hate to have my 25 years body back because I feel much, much better and look much better now than when I was 25. And also what is very stressful is that as you said rightly, Kevin, is to have very ambitious goals where we like to focus is more on progress than results. Because when you focus on progress, every step forward is a win. Mountain. Yeah, you one know, step if, at a time. If you're down the Himalaya and you look up and say, oh my gosh, I'm never going to get there. But if you put one step forward and then a second one and a third one and you move from base camp, to the next camp, then all of a sudden when you look back, you say, oh my gosh, I did quite well because I progressed so far. And we're very passionate about making those one step at a time. It's better those people who say, oh, I'm going to read 25 books this year. I prefer to read one page per day, but read one page. You say, oh my gosh, I haven't read the book that I committed to this one. So I'm a failure because I haven't managed. And these are the kind of emotions which don't help. And, and when you're 15, you've been trained and educated at work and at home to have that ambitious goal orientation. Otherwise, you're not good enough. And I think it's about time that we change that. And we both thought, if it's not when you're 50, then when is that going to be? Because I don't want to spend the next 10, 20, 30 years working in the same way or thinking in the same way where you're never going to reach the goal because the goal is not right. Yeah, no, I've, I'm on board with you there. I love the way you started that, Dominique, when you said, I don't want my 25-year-old 25 25 year head mess mm -hmm, <laughs> that, mm -hmm. that was there. And I'll tell anybody who will listen, I'm 58 and I am objectively and by all measures as strong, fit, capable, and vital as, as I've ever here. been in my entire life. Mm -hmm. And I think that's not how people would imagine somebody looking at 60, right? Mm -hmm. We have mm -hmm. this much different image mm -hmm. in our head culturally yes. about what it looks like. And I had a guest on a, a while back who's a 71-year-old power lifter. And at mm -hmm. age 65, she had never lifted a weight in her life. Wow. And she mm -hmm. was looking at, she considered herself a frail old lady and was actually considering assisted living options wow. in her future. What an inspiring story. And she's out just smashing international weightlifting records. And she deadlifts 340 pounds. She's not a strong oh for an old lady. She goodness. is strong wow. by all right, measures. Right, right. So I think that when we hear stories like this, we can sort of start to counter that narrative of what aging can look like and being cool. Her name's Shelly Stetner, by the way. Super cool. Let's go back and look her up. She is super cool. She's super mm -hmm. strong. Super cool. Mm -hmm. All right. Let's talk a little bit more about, in your book, you have this, I think it's a diagram of a balloon. Is that mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. talk about each of, so, so we've given people a lot of information to consider here. If somebody wants to start working 
in an area, what's a good way for somebody to decide? Because that's a lot, right? We talk about physical, emotional, mm-hmm. spiritual, mm-hmm. mental, and uh, financial. Mm-hmm. Where do I start, right? If this right. all seems overwhelming to me, what's a right. good strategy for kicking off a project to move you forward know, on these small steps? Yeah, this is a strategy that we use again and again in our coaching. And it's something that I train a lot of coaches in globally. So you start, we talked about the five dimensions, the five gears. So I suggest people make a circle. We made a balloon because it's a journey, like a hot air balloon. But we, you can just make a circle, divide it into five pieces of the pie. And the five pieces are our five gears. Feel free to add a sixth gear if you have a sixth gear to add. Feel free. These are the gears we propose. And then we want you to assess yourself. Put a dot in the middle of the gear if you're really, really dissatisfied with that dimension. Let's just say in the physical dimension, you've got weight to lose, you're not sleeping well, you're stressed out, and you don't exercise. So your point on that line would be toward the center of the circle. If you're super satisfied with your financial well-being, whatever, you put it toward the external of the circle. Then you stand back and you look at the circle. And when you look at that circle, you can see the areas toward the middle are probably where you want to prioritize your focus. I'm going to take the dimension that you know really well, Kevin, which is the physical dimension, And I honestly think a lot of your listeners can easily relate to it. So we've decided that your priority is physical. Let's just say you've decided your priority is physical dimension right now. That's weird. We're going to make another circle. In their circle, put nutrition, activity, sleep, and let's add one, mindfulness. So this second circle has four dimensions. Do the same thing. Which is the one that's niggling at me the most today? Let's just say it's nutrition. Come out of that. Make another circle. Nutrition. Sweets, drinks, coffee, alcohol, carbs, protein, vitamins, minerals. Created eight often. Create, create another one. Where do you want to start? We are breaking it down into the baby step. And the intention this week might be, I want to observe, observe my macronutrients to see if I'm in line with what's recommended for 50 plus. Do it until you're good with it. And then go back to the wheel and use it to check. Okay, I'm ready to move on to water or coffee or wine, whatever. So it's a tool. It's a self-coaching tool to break down the Himalaya that Dominique spoke about into something that's so approachable. And when you come down to that intention, it's got to be something you know you cannot fail. So there's no good, bad. It's you that chooses the length the stride, and the direction of that step up the mountain. Absolutely love it. And folks, if you're following along and you're envisioning this, and we had talked about putting those five gears in that in that circle or in that balloon and putting your dot where you belong on those. And I believe our objective then is to get those dots to resemble the sphere, mm-hmm. right? We want those mm-hmm. dots moving towards the outside so that we're well-rounded, right? And the balloon goes up. This. Yeah. And the balloon goes up. When it's all wrinkled, it doesn't. It's all wrinkled in this shape, and it's not going to be a very exactly. effective balloon. Exactly. Absolutely love that imagery. And I like breaking, obviously, love breaking the macros down into the micro, mm-hmm. into the really nitty gritty. And that's Granular. where we're going to start this yeah. week. Our behavior that we're going to mm-hmm. practice mm-hmm. until it becomes a habit is this. And it's yeah. that simple thing. And yeah. yeah, absolutely love that. And if I may just add, Kevin, is in the book to respond to your question, where do I start? What makes more sense for me. We have a couple of questions, very simple questions, like five, six questions. 
at the beginning of each part of the Thrive Guide, which is the practical part of the book, it, to help people say, maybe that dimension I thought I needed to work on is actually going fine, better than I expected. But there's another dimension where if I go through the quick questions, maybe that's some, somewhere where I wanted to start, which was not my original thoughts. What is interesting is when we have group coaching, most of the time, the dimension that people come with their number one priority is not the dimension at the end of the program where mm -hmm. they say, that's where I needed most help. Mm -hmm. And that was just my anticipation, but that's not where I needed most change and evolution. It was in another dimension. So mm -hmm. going through the three, four, five questions that we've put as a short quiz at the beginning of each chapter is a good way to say, maybe that's on that dimension and not, not on this one that I need to change a few stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, that book is a great resource. And folks, the name of that book, again, is Wake Up, Shake Up, Thrive, How to Lift Up Your Life in Your 50s and Beyond. Strongly encourage you guys to check it out. I'll definitely have a link for that in the show notes. Dominique and Ellen, as we're wrapping up here, what's next for you folks? Where, where are you guys going from here? Ooh, well, that's so, a big, our latest growth is our book has been translated into French. So we're very excited about launching it in French in Canada and in Switzerland. And I want to share with you the name in French. I don't know if you speak any French whatsoever, but the name in French is Wuzut, which means nothing in French. But what happened, it's the abbreviation of Wake Up, Shake Up, Thrive, W-S-U-T. Uh, okay. And the reason that happened is because our clients, our French-speaking clients, tried to translate the words and it was so long and so complicated. Somebody said Wuzut and it's become a verb in French for our community. So we're very Love excited it. about launching the book. We've also got a number of new programs. I think I'm going to share this, Dominique, because it's super exciting. Yeah. We've been so successful with what we're doing is that we've now started training other coaches in our program. So we are training coaches globally to deliver Wuzut in the workplace or in their communities, either to individuals or to groups. And what's wonderful is they do have a book to support them on that. So they walk away with all of our slide decks. We give that training live because we really believe that it's that exchange that makes it, it really makes it very rich. So that's also another big new thing for us. What else is new for us, Dominique? Oh, we are helping companies identify where they stand in terms of managing the aging workforce, which is a big topic in, in most of the developed countries where economies are struggling and finding people. Not only because people want to work differently, but because of the aging demographics. And that is a huge impact on the economies, on companies, mm -hmm. on corporations, many companies. Mm -hmm. So what do we do? We work with the corporations to find out what exactly they do for helping aging workforce and for helping the four generations to work together in the same workplace, whatever that workplace can look like today, mm -hmm. but they, they it doesn't work just by magic. There is a framework around that. And once they know where they are, where they do well, we help them define an action, tangible action plan and this business case mm -hmm. so that they can actually know where they stand and what to do, because that's going to become an essential part of talent mm -hmm. management in terms of, of companies worldwide. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And Kevin, you may not even have thought of this. I'd love to pick your brain and see if you have. Dominique explained that it's really a part of talent management for sure, retention and attraction. This is diversity, equity, and inclusion. This is DEI. 
And I don't know when very often when we say that people like, wow, of course it is. Because with a five, four generation workforce and with over half the workforce of that age and growing older yeah. and being older, this is part of the diversity, equity, inclusion conversation. So a really important topic. It certainly is. And that's a great point. point. And as we're, many, as we're aging, we're growing older mm-hmm. and many of us are in the workplace a lot longer. So mm-hmm. I really hadn't thought about that. But yeah, exactly. we have workplaces with four and five generations yes. all working together. And that's a lot of diversity there yeah. just in age, isn't it? Okay. Yeah. And thank that's you for happy. saying growing yeah. older and not getting older. Nobody wants to right. get old, but nah, we're all going to grow much old. Fun, but growing all older, that's us. right. All of us. We're going to grow old cool. Yeah. Grow old cool. <laughs> thank <it>. you. Thank <laughs> you. All right. Ellen and Dominique, as we are wrapping up here, why don't you tell our listeners how they can get in touch with you? What's the best way for folks to connect with you? LinkedIn is great for both of us. We're both of very course, active yeah, you've got on a LinkedIn. strong corporate right. side, yeah. And on our website, www.wakeupshakeup.thrive.com, we have this thing called the Resource Hub that's got tons of freebies. So people can go there. They can also download two free chapters of our book in English or in French if they so desire. Otherwise, the book is available on Amazon and through our website, they can contact Dominique or myself directly or the two of us and see all the stuff that we put together. And I just want to reiterate, we created our businesses when we were over 50. So I just support everybody in whatever project and dream they have as of as of 50. Absolutely love it. Ellen and Dominique, I want to thank you so much both for coming on the show today and sharing your passion and your knowledge and your wisdom with us. And I encourage you to keep up your great work. I think the world needs a lot more of what you guys are doing right now. And I certainly wish you all the best in all your future endeavors. Thanks a lot. Please look us up when you you come to Switzerland. (laughs) Yes. I absolutely will. I'll take you up on that. Okay, folks, that's our show for this week. If you've enjoyed this podcast, I want to let you know that we have other free resources over at silveredgefree.com. There you'll find our free guides with our top tips on nutrition, exercise, and healthy lifestyle. And we just added the Over 50 Booty Builder Guide last week, which has been extremely popular. So feel free to head over there and download anything that looks useful to you and your health and wellness journey. I also want to let you know that you can find all the links to the resources we discussed in this episode over at silveredgefitness.com slash episode 150, and you can continue the conversation over there as well. I'd love to hear your thoughts and comments on today's show. I really appreciate you spending your time with me today, and until next time, stay strong. Stay strong.